This episode of Branching Out is brought to you by Timios Title. Welcome to Branching Out, a podcast presented by the reporters and editors of the Acorn Newspapers, offering you a closer look at the news in your community. Welcome to another episode of Branching Out. Today is Monday, July 11th. This is Camry reporter McKenna Huey, your host this week. Today I spoke with Molly Salmon, the Thousand Oaks resident and mother of two who organized the June 11th March for Our Lives protest in her neighborhood. More than 300 people participated in the gun control demonstration following the May 24th school shooting in Uvalde, Texas that left 19 students and two teachers dead. Molly spoke about the impact of gun violence on her life as a parent and how she began taking action. We'll get to that conversation after a note from one of our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Timio's Title in Camarillo. Are you thinking about selling your home? Most people don't know that you can shop around for your title and escrow company. Why is this important? Because choosing the right title and escrow company can lead to a host of things. Better visibility into your transaction, an open line of communication to your escrow officer, an easy way to check your transaction status and view your documents online, and most of all, choosing your own title and escrow company can save you hundreds, even thousands of dollars in unnecessary fees. Most escrow companies charge a base fee plus $2 for every $1,000 of the property. That can easily add up to thousands of dollars. At a bundled rate of just $575 per side, Timios is helping home sellers in California save thousands of dollars on their transactions. Timios is at 211 Village Commons Boulevard, number 13 in Camarillo. You can call them at 800-377-8019 or find them online at www. Timios.com. That's T-I-M-I-O-S. They are open 8 to 5 p.m. Please contact them today and see how much you could save. Thank you so much for being here, Molly. Um, Can you please introduce yourself for our listeners? Hi, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so happy to be here. My name is Molly Salmon, um, and I am a local mom who lives in Thousand Oaks. Can you tell our listeners about when and why you began advocating for gun control? Yeah, so um, I started being really passionate about gun control after Sandy Hook happened. I had just had my son a month earlier. I was a brand new mom. And um, from that moment on, my stance was I refuse to live in a world where this can happen to our kids. And I know the Thousand Oaks community has been directly impacted by a mass shooting. Um, In 2018, a gunman killed 12 people at Borderline Barn Grill. Can you explain how that um, event affected you and your activism? Borderline um, was a horrifying event. I remember waking up in the morning to texts from out-of-town family and friends and realizing that now Thousand Oaks was on that list, the list of cities who had mass shootings, and it was heartbreaking. Specifically, as a parent, I was terrified that my kids would find out about it at school. My son was in kindergarten at the time and knew nothing of mass shootings. My daughter was in preschool. Um, And the really awful thing about um, the situation was that, well, it was a silver lining because that next day um, we were evacuated because of the Woolsey fire and the kids didn't go to school. I was also thankful that the kids were out of school in case the borderline shooting inspired any copycat shootings. 
that's um, a studied effect that happens after a mass shooting because of media coverage. So I was really thankful that my kids were out of that situation. Um, but beyond me and my family, obviously, I mean, this was heartbreaking and devastating for the whole community. Um, I read every interview and listened to every news story and heard and felt to the extent I could, the heartbreak of these families and the horror that the people who survived encountered and still probably are trying to process and live with. Um, and I, it's, it's sad to say that it's one of many events that have happened that have just made me more angry and more determined to try to get our legislators' attention to make changes in this area. Can you talk about some of the protests you've organized and why it was important you, for you to organize the June 11th march following the shooting at Robb Elementary? In the past, my activism has been centered on donating money and um, sending text messages, calling legislators. Because I was a mom of young kids and working full time, I didn't have the bandwidth to do anything else. Um, but after the shooting at Robb Elementary, I was so angry. Um, I felt that what I had done in the past was not enough. And so um, I, I went online to donate money again, like I always do. Um, and I went to the March for Our Lives website and they said, in addition to your donation, you can join a march because they were joining, they were organizing marches um, nationwide on June 11th. And so I typed in my zip code and there was nothing nearby. And so at that moment, I decided, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna organize the march. Um, I need an outlet. I know our community needs an outlet, and we need to be part of this nationwide movement to tell our legislators that we have had enough of this. Um, I was very grateful that I was connected to um, some local advocacy groups who helped spread the word. Um, I worked with um, Justice for All. Indivisible Conejo, Indivisible Ventura, and the Brady um, United Against Violent, Gun Violence Ventura chapter. Um, and we were able to really have a successful event. There were over 300 of us. Um, and we had some amazing speakers at the end for our rally, um, which included some local students who um, were gun violence advocates themselves. Um, and some guests from um, the NAACP, 805 Resistance, um, and some local um, uh, Congress people and legislators. Can you expand more on what you hope to achieve by organizing that march? What I hope to achieve by organizing the march was to really call attention to the people in our community who are tired and done with gun violence. In our corner of Ventura County, there's a lot of um, people who lean conservative. And so I thought it was really important that we show that this crosses party lines. And in this case, we needed to be very loud. We needed to, to make a big impact um, because this shooting was so horrifying. And then a few weeks earlier, you know, there was the Buffalo um mass shooting in the supermarket and we just we just can't go on like this something needs to be done what was it like to have almost 300 people show up and have that sense of solidarity what what did it feel like that day 
The day of the march was really exciting. Um, it was a mix of emotions for me and the people that I worked with to plan the event. Um, the 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 overarching feeling that I had was one of community. Everybody was there out of love and concern. Um, we spread the word that our that our march was not going to be an angry protest, though many of us felt that way. It was a march um, that we were conducting with peace and love and. Every person there really displayed that. And it was also apparent that everybody who attended was fed up and they'd been fed up for a long time. They were really tired of asking legislators and our president to make a difference in this area. And one of the things I was really, really happy to see, in addition to the, the participants being there, was the really strong support that we got from passersby. So we walked from the promenade in Westlake Village all the way down to the Thousand Oaks Civic Arts Plaza. And throughout that entire route, we had people honking and yelling their support and local business people standing outside giving us waters. So it's really very clear that... Um, our community reflects what America in general feels, that gun violence is a big issue in America and it has to stop. David, super excited to talk about the newest member of the Branching Out Sponsor family, a local business you know very well, Arsenal Comics and Games. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Arsenal. Obviously, I'm the Branching Out Sports guy, but every now and again, I get that itch for my Zelda stuff. And they've got everything, obviously comic books, but they've got the collectibles, board games, action figures, it's all there. And yeah, and, and owner Timmy Hay, he really prides himself on having a clean, organized, welcoming business to walk into. Whether you're a comic book person or not, you feel comfortable there. And I should say, it's one of those businesses that's just fun to kind of walk around and see what they have. Although Timmy would really appreciate it if you bought some. And don't forget the events. We're talking new comic book day every Wednesday and every Friday they host Magic the Gathering and Pokemon tournaments. I hear they're packed. Great point. So if you like what you're hearing and you want to check out Arsenal Comics for yourself, keep in mind they've got two locations. One in Newberry Park at 1610 Suite 1 on Newberry Road near the In-N-Out Burger or their second location in Ventura at 3431 Telegraph Road. Plus they're very active on social media so you can check them out on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or just check out their website at arsenalcng.com. That's A-R-S-E-N-A-L-C-N-G dot com. I know a lot of people can feel um, very overwhelmed and powerless in the face of this massive crisis in the United States. What advice would you give them um, to take action rather than becoming desensitized? I have a lot of experience being overwhelmed with all of the things that I see going wrong in our country. And it is very overwhelming to think about all of the things that I want to do to help make a difference in a bunch of different areas. Um, but specifically, there are um, a number of organizations that people can participate in to make concrete action, even if you have like a small amount of time. Um, the march that I helped lead was on behalf of March for Our Lives. And that's a great organization for young, young people like middle school, um, high school students, because they provide um, an opportunity for community organizing and it's youth led. Um, the March for Our Lives um, national team 
provides a lot of support and training. And I think it was just a wonderful experience for me. And I would encourage any local um, students who have a passion for gun violence to um, contact March for Our Lives and perhaps start a, a local chapter. For um, adults in our community, there are a couple organizations I'd recommend checking out their websites. One is Moms Demand Action. Um, they have a really easy way to participate. They have a Gun Sense Action Network where it's a national network of volunteers and they make calls each week to fight back against the gun lobby. Um, and then also um, we have a local chapter of the Brady United Against Gun Violence um, organization, and they have a really comprehensive approach to gun violence that I like as well. Thank you for sharing those resources. Um, if you feel comfortable sharing about this, what is it like sending your two young children to school every day right now? Um, and how have you seen school shootings impact them? As a parent, it's really, really hard to send my kids to school. Um, and our school has a really wonderful system in place, a gated, you know, a gated campus, and there's you have to sign in and out. There's a lot of precautions that they've already put in place. Um, but even though those things exist, every day I send them to school and I watch them walk out the door with our little backpacks on. Literally, the thought comes in every day, the thought enters my mind that it might be the last time I see them. Mm. And that's, I know a lot of parents share the same worries. Um, for my kids, they're they're young enough that we've been able to protect them from the news. Um, and they my son knows that um, sometimes people with guns will do bad things. Um, and so I think they're not at the age yet that they're really exposed to the reality. Um, my heart will break when they when they are. you're looking for professional house cleaners who deliver a consistent, quality job, look no further than Made in America House Cleaning Services. Made in America has a dependable and loyal staff of cleaners who are fully licensed, bonded, and insured to work in your homes, and they even pay workers' comp on all employees. And as I understand it, that's pretty rare. Made in America has been serving the Greater Conejo Valley for over 30 years, and owner Paul Lopez has been a resident of Thousand Oaks since 1977. When you call Made in America, you know you're dealing with a professional company that is deeply rooted in the community it serves. Paul has been a member of the Kiwanis Club since 2015, and he loves giving back to the community and serving through the Meals on Wheels program. So when you support Made in America, you're supporting these programs. Uh, Made in America takes cleanliness seriously and adheres to a strict COVID protocol to keep customers and employees safe. For a free house cleaning estimate, call Paul today at 805-499-7259 or find them on the web at madeinamericaonline.com. That's Made in America, M-A-I-D. Today's episode is brought to you by the people who rescue homeless American veterans, the Gold Coast Veterans Foundation. Over the last 24 months, Gold Coast has been responsible for getting over 100 veterans off the streets and getting them the help they deserve. And they're working on more and more every single day. Their team has found the cure to put an end to homelessness for our veterans. 
designed by the rescue team themselves, Veterans Village is equal parts housing, healing, and supportive care, all in one place. As a son of two military veterans, I love this amazing concept. I love sharing about Veterans Village, but don't take it from me. I would encourage you to go over to the Gold Coast website at gcvf.org and check out an inspirational message from Navy veteran and Dodger baseball legend Vin Scully, the voice of Veterans Village. At Gold Coast, they're winning the battle to end veteran homelessness, but it can't happen without your support. I encourage you to go to gcvf.org and sign up to make a difference. The Gold Coast Veterans Foundation. I know every situation with every parent is different, but would you have any maybe tips for parents who um, are confused about how to talk to their children about these issues once they do get a little bit older? When parents talk to their children about gun violence, um, I know there's a lot of resources online, um, and especially after a mass shooting that involves children, there's resources that um, are readily available. Um, And I would recommend that they they take a look at those. Um, for my kids, whenever something scary happens in the world, I remind them that we are safe and my job is to keep them safe and I do everything I can to do to, to, to do that. Um, and we try to do something that will help our community. Um, I think a lot of times kids see something wrong or they see something scary and they want to help. I think that's like a natural reaction. So um, we try to funnel our sadness and confusion and anger into something good. What measure specifically at the local school level would make you feel safer sending your kids to campus? I'm not sure what would make me feel better about sending my kids to school. Um, I feel that our schools have done a really great job of security. I don't think that gun violence prevention starts at school. I think it starts um, with community violence intervention programs and um, gun reform measures. According to the Gun Violence Archive, which defines mass shootings as events in which four or more people other than the shooter are killed or injured, There have been about 296 mass shootings so far in 2022, which is more than the days of the year, unfortunately. Um, What do you think needs to happen to address this crisis? That statistic is really horrible to hear. And I saw an article yesterday saying the same thing, that gun violence has increased um, a lot year over year. Gun violence is such a complex issue, and gun culture is so deeply embedded in America that I agree with all of the advocacy groups that I mentioned earlier that there has to be a multifaceted approach. So some quick wins for me include background checks on all gun sales. The federal law that was just passed requires background checks on registered gun dealers, but not for unlicensed sales like guns sold online or at gun shows. So um, universal background checks is first on my list. Restricting access to military-style assault rifles and high-capacity magazines, outlawing ghost and 3D guns, and to stop arming teachers. It's unreasonable for us to expect them to take that on. School shootings are chaotic times, 
And having access to guns actually increases the chance that there will be a gun violence incident outside of a mass shooting. Beyond the quick wins, um, I think we really need to take better care of our communities. I advocate for community violence intervention programs and reallocating police funds to things like mental health intervention and response by qualified professionals. Those things have been proven to help communities where there is an epidemic of gun violence. Hey, are you looking for amazing deals on clothes, furniture, even artwork? May I recommend the Save-A-Life thrift stores benefiting the Herman Bennett Foundation. Save-A-Life operates two locations in the city of Camarillo. A thrift store open Wednesday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5.30, and Sunday from 9 a.m. to 4, and a warehouse open Saturday and Sunday from 9 a.m. to 2. Both locations are full of every kind of item imaginable, from clothes for men, women, and children, furniture, games, collectibles, and artwork, all at amazing prices. All proceeds from the Save-A-Life thrift store go to support the programs of the Herman Bennett Foundation, which helps pay for medical treatment for military and police canines, supports animal rescue groups, and offers vouchers to families so they can get their pets spayed or neutered. So take it from me. Go pop some tags at the Save-A-Life thrift store at 315 Arneal Road in Camarillo, Suite 103 inside the Smart and Final Shopping Center, or their warehouse at 1330 Flynn Road in Camarillo, Suite C, at the corner of Adolfo and Flynn. For details, go to www.savealifethriftstores.com or call them at 888-876-0605. On June 25th, President Biden signed a bipartisan um, gun safety bill into law, which I think you mentioned, and that marked the first major federal legislation to address gun violence in nearly three decades. What are your thoughts on the bill, Molly? I really have mixed emotions. Um, I strongly believe that it's shameful that it took this long and our legislators should be um, really ashamed for the inaction. But I'm hopeful that it's a sign that we're finally being heard and we're louder than the NRA. I am very concerned, however, about the Supreme Court's recent decision on um, New York open carry laws. The Supreme Court decision could have ramifications that nullify the work that was done with the federal bill. And I know at the beginning of our conversation today, you mentioned the impact of media coverage on mass shootings. Can you talk about things that maybe newspapers could do better when covering mass shootings? I think media can do a lot of things differently when covering mass shootings. One of the things that's most talked about is not naming the shooter because a lot of shooters um, and those that follow them um, enjoy that type of attention. Um, I also think that across the board, news needs to be less sensational um, and constant coverage, you know, repeating traumatic scenes, um, things like that are very harmful. And lastly, how do you feel about the future right now? Do you think this country will take the necessary steps to address gun violence? I think our country is at a pivotal point. Um, there's a lot of things that I think the citizens are really tired of. And as far as gun violence is concerned, we did make progress on a federal level. As I said earlier, I'm very worried about the Supreme Court, and I am concerned that 
they are dismantling the protections that we have at a federal level to move decisions down to a state level, which I think will be detrimental for gun violence overall. That's all my questions today, but is there anything else I didn't ask that you want to add or emphasize? I would like to encourage people who are overwhelmed or sad or angry about gun violence and protecting our kids to even take a small step. Um, Like we talked about earlier, it's very overwhelming and it's so sad, but I feel like my my example, I mean, I came out of I came out of the woodwork. I just kind of had been so angry sitting by myself at my computer um, and decided to to do something in the community. And it really surprised me what happened afterwards um, and how much impact this march had on our community and collectively at a nationwide level. So I would just encourage people to even do just like one thing. Um, you know, make a phone call to a legislator or um, sign up to send text messages. Um, These can all make a difference. Thank you for being here today, Molly. I know it was a difficult subject to talk about, but I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Now we have our listener feedback portion of the podcast. If you're regular, then you've already listened to our recent episode with Don Megley, who spoke with Dr. Gregory Freeland about the importance of Juneteenth. Dave Dolnick tweeted, this is an outstanding podcast. I would have enjoyed having Professor Freeland for a class. Thank you, Dave, for taking the time to listen to our podcast and share your feedback. And thank you to our sponsors and the rest of our listeners. I hope you have a wonderful weekend.